Welcome back to the truth. Um, yes, it is Ben. I am back. I know I've been off since Super Bowl, but I also told you guys I don't really do baseball or NCAA Bas- basketball, whatever you want to call it. I do strictly football, strictly business. So today we're doing our NFL draft. That's kind of when it all starts, when we start getting excited about the upcoming fantasy season, upcoming NFL season. It's the NFL draft, baby. Niall, how you feeling today? Feeling a lot better. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back with you. Um, it's always great to do an NFL show with you. Um, you know, you took some time off. The NFL season's over, but the NFL draft, I always feel like signals the start of a new year because it's these young, promising prospects looking to, you know, go on all these teams or, well, not on all these teams, but on a certain team in the NFL to start their young careers. Overall, the NFL draft is always a highlight. Um, honestly, one of the highlights of my year. Um, it's super fun, super entertaining, a lot of cool prospects. I'm really excited to break this down for you. So you guys are ready to go because the draft starts on Thursday, which the time we're recording this is Monday. So in a couple days, we're going to be starting another NFL season. It's very exciting. There's no doubt. So today we're going to cover each team's position need. We're going to lay out their top position need. Then we're going to hop into um, the top five players at each position. I mean, for defense, we'll line like we'll group them up. You'll you'll get the you'll get the gist of it, and then we'll finish off with the top ten mock draft. And yeah, so we'll lay out our top ten picks and where we see people going and why. And then that's it. So hopefully we'll make it quick. But there is a lot of teams to cover and a lot of players to talk about. So let's get into it. Starting off in the NFC North, I'm going to go with my Vikings. I think the biggest need for the Vikings in this NFL draft is getting a cornerback or even a little bit help on the offensive line, specifically the tackle position. The Vikings normally, if they're not trading another pick um, in the first round, go for a cornerback. And there have been some successes, but for the most part, the cornerback position the last couple of years has been the spot really the Vikings have lacked um, throughout the career of the, or like not the career, the organization rather. Um, so going out and getting a lot of good or a good cornerback, at least in the first round, you know, with a lot of promising prospects will definitely be um, a good sign. And then always the offensive line helps the offensive linemen, you know, have shorter careers, um, put their bodies through a lot. So any one of those, I think will be a great fit for the Vikings. Yeah. I'm going to go with you on the cornerback. Um, I know they, they did re-sign Patrick Peterson, but he's also 31 years old. I mean, five years ago, that could have been game changing, but right now, I mean, he's still an older guy, a veteran that's still promising, but nonetheless, there's a lot of good prospects out there this year. And I think they could jump on a really good guy and he could be really successful in the league. So cornerback, definitely the biggest need for the Vikings. For the Packers, I'm going to go with a wide receiver. You know, I really thought about the Packers hardcore and trying to figure out what would be the best position, um, you know, address some team needs. But losing Devontae Adams to the Raiders definitely kills um, Aaron Rodgers. You know, that was uh, Aaron Rodgers' number one target. Um, You know, they do have a decent wide receiving core. Cobb's back, Valdez Scantley's back. But getting a young, promising wide receiver alongside Aaron Jones and Aaron Dillon in the backfield and a pretty solid offensive line, with Bakhtiari coming back, it, it looks really good for the Packers. I think if they get a wide receiver, especially losing Adams, they'll be very solid this year. Um, I'm going to go two for two with you. Um, wide receiver, for sure, for Green Bay. I mean, you lose Devonta Adams, arguably, and I, I believe, I could argue, he's the best wide receiver in the league, best forever runner, best just all-position guy. And Aaron Rodgers made him the player, even the better player that he is today. But nonetheless, he's going to be great on the Raiders. Um, they do need another wide receiver, right? Um, 
Marquez Velda, Scantling, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Like, they're good wide receivers, but Aaron Rodgers is used to that. I mean, used to that high-level guy he can always trust on. So, I think they're going to – I don't think they need to necessarily draft one, but I think their biggest need is to get a wide receiver. So, if they need to sign one in free agency, but that's definitely their biggest need right now. The uh, Chicago Bears, again, I'm going to go with another wide receiver. I, I sat and looked at the Bears for a solid couple of minutes and, and really tried to figure out exactly what they need. You know, being in the NFC North and having a very solid defense, I really wanted to shift my attention to the offensive side, especially at the quarterback position. You know, you got Justin Fields, so you don't need to go out and get another guy. Running back position is pretty solid. The line, for the most part, I think was solid. Um, you know, tight end, you got Cole Komet. But another option for Justin Fields to help him develop and blossom into one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL is definitely going to be a good addition. I'm not saying you have to go out and get a first-round wide receiver because there are a lot of good wide receivers, especially in the middle to late rounds. But I think adding another wide receiver to help Justin Fields become more comfortable in the pocket and find that reliable option is definitely going to be huge for the Bears moving forward. I'm going to agree with you once again. I don't think Darnell Mooney is enough to carry your entire team. And I think you definitely need to address that in the draft. Get a young guy. And, like, what if they land on an Ohio State guy that Jessica is already, like, he's already used to? Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Olave could possibly fall to the Bears. I mean, I don't think Garrett Wilson will just because of the needs of other teams and how many how high level he is. But imagine you get a guy like Chris Olave who doesn't feel those two really connected. So that's just a little little connection that's already there. But I do think they need a wide receiver, whether that be a guy from Ohio State or – any of these top I mean there's there's a solid 10 guys you could say can make a huge difference right away in this in this draft so I definitely say Bears need a wide receiver and I want to add a quick note because you brought up a really good point with you know having a potential Ohio State wide receiver like Chris Olave filling in here with Justin Fields we look at similar situations look at the Bengals for example Joe Burrow Jamar Chase both LSU products they made it all the way to the Super Bowl so having that connection um, will definitely be vital. So I definitely see the Bears targeting a wide receiver, especially one um, from the Ohio State University. The Detroit Lions. Um, I'm going to go with an offensive line. There was a couple spots here where I thought they really should you know, step up, but the biggest thing was their offensive struggles was the offensive line. Yeah, Jared Goff didn't look great, but you don't have enough time in the pocket when the defensive ends or tackles or even edge rushers are getting into the backfield and you know, 0.5 seconds. It's really hard to do a lot of work. And on top of that, it's hard to get the running game established, which I think Detroit wants to ultimately do um, with Dan Cam- Campbell at the helm. So I think getting an offensive lineman is going to be huge uh, for the Lions progression moving forward. Besides, they need a lot of help to begin with. So we'll see here. But, you know, an uh, offensive lineman or a wide receiver, I think, would fit great. Yeah, I think you look at the Lions and you say, well, every position is their biggest need. I mean, you look at their wide receivers right now, and I know they do have a St. Brown who really had a great season last year, but that's still only one receiver. You look at their running back game, which is definitely solid, but then quarterback, no. And then, I mean, defense in general, not great. They could get a safety. But I'm going to say they've got a number two pick. Go get yourself a quarterback. I'm sorry. Just go get yourself a quarterback. There's guys you can pick up in late in rounds who become studs on defense and whatever it is. I mean, even in the quarterback too. But if you're up that high, get a quarterback. And we'll, I'll lay out who I think they could pick and who they should pick. But I'd say Lions just need a quarterback. Jared Goff, he's a scrub. He um, didn't prove himself at all last year. And I know the offensive line did struggle. But nonetheless, I think they need to spice it up a bit. 
moving on to the AFC North division, I'm going to talk about the Bengals. You know, I think, you know, they go into the Super Bowl, so it's not like they need any major adjustments. Usually with teams like this, I really think the offensive line, because I feel like with an offensive line, you can always make it better. You always can. So I'm going to go with offensive line here, particularly in the guard position. I think that's where they lacked in 2021, um, you know, especially nose tackles and even, you know, defense interior um tackles really were getting to burrow and mix in quickly from that guard position so i think if they could get a solid guard or even center to help prevent that uh, that would be huge but it's the Bengals, you know they made the super bowl so it's not like they need to go out and get a new quarterback um so i think probably if i had to pick one i'd go with offensive line here okay yep i totally agree with interior o-line um I think they do need yeah they do need to get an offensive line because I mean look at the Titans game in the playoffs how many sacks they give up, but nonetheless they gave up all those sacks and still won the game. Now granted they didn't win the Super Bowl, but I think a big reason because of that was their cornerback play. Now I know Eli Apple outperformed his expectations, um, but he still still has a lot of work to do. He did get roasted quite a bit. He was the the laughing um, laughing stock of the um, Super Bowl in general. But I think, I think they could go get another cornerback. Their team is already really set up the way it is, and their offense still was super high-powered. So you can still go get an offensive line too, but I think their biggest need right now is high-level cornerback, which is a possibility in this draft. Moving on to your Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to let you take over majority of this. I'm just going to say something briefly about it because, you know, there's a lot of areas where I could see potential. I'm I'm going to say quarterback here. Now, hear me out, okay? You did get Mitchell Trubisky, but is that really going to be the solution to your problems? I mean, we saw what he did with the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, obviously, it was not great. The Bills as a backup mentored, you know, by Josh Allen really was successful. You know, I, I hate to bring this up, but Dwayne Haskins obviously is not there anymore. So you're left with Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Those are your two quarterbacks on depth chart right now. Do you go out and get a quarterback and a quarterback class that's not really the quarterback class that it was in 2021 or 2020, because you know you have solid wide receivers. You know you got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, Miles Boykin for that matter. But I don't know. I just I think you need to get a quarterback. Now I wouldn't be opposed to them trying Mitch Trubisky for at least a year to see if that's the solution. But I just don't see that being the solution. I'm sorry, I just don't. Um. Yeah, this was a tough one for me because I I wanted to say a lot of things, but. Even at wide receiver right now, you look at a guy like Deontay Johnson, who obviously had a great year, but in in big-time moments, as a slot receiver, he's dropping passes he should easily catch. We'll see if Chase Claypool rises to the occasion this year. With Trubitsky kind of throwing down the field a little bit more, I think that could be a possibility. But I'm not going to go with the need of a quarterback right now. I think the Steelers kind of – I mean, they totally could get – I think if they're going to do – if they're going to get any guy, they should – they should just get Pickett. Um, but yeah. if he, I don't think he'll drop that far, or I don't think they're going to – I don't know what they'd be willing to risk to give up for a trade. So I would say let's – I think they need to go get another cornerback. Like, if they're going to – there's – like, and there's so many teams that want – like, need cornerbacks, but, like, the Steelers gave up so many big-time yards to some of their division teams or teams in their division. It was just like – I think even if they could get a strong safety or cornerback, someone – that's back there guarding these high-level wide receivers um, could help a lot. I think right now we're going to – I think they're going to give Mitch Trubisky a shot unless obviously a high-level guy drops to them or if they make a trade of some sort. 
But right, I, I just right now I don't I don't know where they're gonna go. It's really a mystery. But I do think they should I think they should get a cornerback. That's their biggest and first need. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns look scary this year. I'm sorry. You get Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper on the offensive side alone on top of Nick Chubb and a good offensive line. I'm going to focus my attention to the defense, particularly the linebacker position. You know, you have Jeremiah Uwusu, Koromao, however you say his name, Anthony Walker, Sayoni Takitaki, but I think you need a solid linebacker. You know, hopefully you can get out and get, get a guy like Micah Parsons. You know, it's probably pretty rare, but Getting a solid linebacker in the first round, I think, is going to be huge, not only for that you know interior linebacker position, but for the cornerbacks, the safeties, as well as the defensive line. Getting pressure to the quarterback, getting tackles, you know, being the player that Micah Parsons was for the Cowboys last year, I think that's the one position they can really benefit in this draft. I'm going to totally agree. Like, I think they need like a linebacker, a D end again on top of Miles Garrett, but like just an edge, an edge rusher, like a guy that can add on top of what Miles Garrett already does, like, they are already lethal on the offensive side. And as much as I want to say, go get another wide receiver, I think Deshaun Watson can do enough with Chubb and Hunt and Cooper. And I think they could possibly sign another guy too. But I think in the draft, you go get an edge or an edge rusher, and I think the Browns are scary. And they just continue to improve. And you never know what you could get with the trade because I'm they're going to have to trade Baker at some point or like they're going to have to figure out how to trade him or like I don't know what it's going to end up looking like but they're going to they're going to get rid of him at some point so that what they could get off that trade too it's it'll be interesting to see but yeah Cleveland looks very scary the Ravens on the flip side, you know, a lot of positions here, I shouldn't say a lot, um, a good amount of positions here where I think the Ravens can benefit. I think I'm going to shift my attention to the defensive side. Um, I think, honestly, a good edge rusher would be cool. You do have Michael Pierce back, you have Calais Campbell on, on, on uh, the defensive line, but those are kind of old guys. They're not going to get into the backfield as fast as they used to be. So getting a good edge rusher, obviously Aiden Hutchinson is not going to drop to them or Thibodeau with Oregon. I think getting a solid edge rusher will be vital for that pass defense, most importantly, and also that run defense. But going up some against against some of the higher power offenses in the league, um, in the division like the Browns, the Bengals, the the Steelers, for that matter, I really think getting a good edge rusher will be vital for the Ravens defense and the team as a whole. I'm gonna go with you on that point, edge rusher for sure. They think they need like when you think of Baltimore, you think of like an explosive guy whether that have been cj mosley terrell suggs obviously ray lewis like we've always known the baltimore ravens to be they have these guys they're just explosive as linebackers and they just rip your head off um i think they're not going to get a super high level guy like the guys you mentioned but there's still there's a lot i think there's a lot of really good underestimated defensive players in this draft that could be um especially edge rushers that could be really really entertaining next year so I would definitely say Baltimore, go get another guy like that. Your offense is pretty much set in stone. The biggest thing, you just got to stay healthy. If they can stay healthy and add like a super, like a crazy good developed guy that goes crazy good as an edge rusher, Baltimore in this entire division, I mean, maybe minus the Steelers right now because we don't know their quarterback situation. Uh, they could. This is a whole dangerous division. It really is. Switching, switching over to the NFC South, um, the Carolina Panthers, 
dare I say, maybe we look at the quarterback position. I mean, Sam Darnold really did not do good for them. PJ Walker, Cam Newton, they really haven't had a good quarterback option in the last couple of years. I think it was a good experiment, but maybe you draft a guy and, you know, sit him behind Sam Darnold. I'm not saying you should learn from Sam Darnold, but have that experience of learning in the NFL. Um, I think that's an area they can look at. Maybe they go and get a trade. Maybe they trade for somebody like Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, that we just talked about with the Browns, but also the linebacker position, I think, will be vital on the defensive side. They they are known for drafting a lot of good defensive players, but uh, that linebacker position alongside Jack Thompson can definitely help. Yeah, for Panthers, I did think about quarterback, and I don't think it's the fact that I trust Sam Darnold, even though I really did think he'd have a good season last year. It's more that I, um, I think that the Panthers are going to go and either trade or sign somebody. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I'm going to say go get an old lineman. You already have the best running back in the league when he's actually healthy. I think he's still a top, the top running back, maybe right beside Derrick Henry and Taylor. Um, CMC can use another old lineman. And, I mean, if they can – there's good old linemen in this draft too, and they've got a higher draft pick. So if you get a quarterback and then you go get another old lineman or you trade for a quarterback, and they could be set up pretty well. Panthers – not the greatest of teams, but if you make some improvements, you never know where it could lead to. The Falcons, another interesting team. This team is in shambles. I mean, they're starting quarterback right now. It's Marcus Mariota, which could be a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it could be a good thing. But honestly, the biggest area of concern, it's obvious, is the wide receiver position. You know, with Calvin Ridley being suspended, here are the top three wide receivers for the Falcons. Olamidi, Zacchaeus, Damier Bird, and Kadero Hodge. I'm guessing those aren't household names. You need to go out and get a guy like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, a very good wide receiver in the draft, um, even Drake London from USC. So I definitely think wide receiver, the first-round pick, it's got to be a wide receiver. Uh, no doubt. They got a good wide receiver. I think it would be kind of cool to see them sign a quarterback, but you give Mar- Mariota a chance. I think there's a – this is kind of a weird thing, too, like with Trubisky, and then you get – I think Baker is going to get his kind of last chance. Garoppolo kind of get – these guys are going to start getting their last chances because in yeah. the next draft class, there's going to be quarterbacks coming out of this next season that are top, top-notch quarterbacks. So this is kind of the last season for these guys that have been in the league for a few years and they haven't proved themselves. Even like maybe Goff gets his last chance. So like these guys need to – play like play hard but I do think Mariota will get a chance with the Falcons so I'm gonna say they need a wide receiver I mean you don't have you don't have Gage you don't even have Ridley because he goes gambling I'm like I still checked about Ridley he ruined my fantasy season (laughs) but yeah they need to get a wide receiver for sure um you already got a great tight end but yeah you need a wide receiver for Mariota and I mean Falcons aren't gonna do anything next year but Hey, um, see see where they can go once they get a wide receiver. Again, you brought up another good point about you know these quarterbacks having the last chance. I think that's important, especially with some of these teams that may be looking for a quarterback, um, like the Falcons for that matter. Give these guys a year because you know, like the Mariota's a year because the draft class for the quarterback position is normally really good, but I feel like this year it's dropped off dramatically. There are some dudes, and when I say dudes coming out of the draft class in the next year who can easily take the spot of Marcus Mariota and whatnot. So give these guys a shot. This isn't the year for the quarterbacks. Go out and get those players like wide receiver um, that will help you be successful. But that was a good point you brought up. I'm going to go over to the Bucks. 
Honestly, I'm going to go with another edge rusher. You know, on that defensive line, Patrick O'Connor, Vita Vea, William Golston, you need a solid edge rusher guy. Vita Vea is not going to be, um, you know, running around um, the offensive line, sacking the quarterback at lightning speed. You need to get out and get one of these young guys in the draft that are going to be able to do that because other than that, the Buccaneers team looks solid. I mean, Tom Brady's back for his 100th year. So a very interesting Bucs team to look at. I think edge rusher would help tremendously. Yeah, I think they get an edge rusher, they – they're gonna go and do things. I think even if they don't get a great edge rusher, they're Tom Brady's finishing on a Super Bowl. Now, if he decides to win one this year and then wait a couple of years to win another one, he's still I think he comes back, he wins the Super Bowl this year. There's no doubt in my mind that he goes to the playoffs and at least brings his team to another position. I think an edge rusher could definitely help him get to that goal once again. Uh so yeah, I say edge rusher as well, so I'm with you on that. The Saints. I'm going to go with a offensive lineman, particularly a tackle. For the most part, the line's good. You know, you got the young Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchick, Eric McCoy. Left tackle and left guard, Andrews Pete and James Hurst is where I see a little bit area of concern. Maybe you go out and get a dude um, on that left side of the line to help, you know, the James Winstons, the Kamaras, the Michael Thomases and whatnot because the defense is pretty solid. If I were to pick out one spot, it would definitely be uh, a tackle position, especially on the left side. I'm I'm gonna say, go go get a wide receiver. Um, the Saints, they had Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, if you were blind, he literally set the season record for most receptions. Um, almost beaten by Cooper Cup last year, or was it beaten by Cooper Cup? Uh, I think he fell short. I think he fell short. Yeah, just short. But regardless, 149 receptions for Michael Thomas. And I know he will come back, and I'm sure he'll still be a good player. But I think they they need to get another guy. I don't think Callaway or Hardy or Tracon Smith are going to be – they're not going to elevate your offense that much. And if Winston has Thomas and another guy, like if Winston eye surgery worked and he's kind of been re- fully recovered, he could um he could do some stuff for sure. So um I say get another guy and just follow in the footsteps of Michael Thomas, like getting that guy – from a guy like him, could go and just work wonders for the Saints. So I think they need to get the wide receiver. Moving on to the Colts. Originally, I was going to say quarterback, but now that we got Matt Ryan, I'm going to go with another wide receiver option. You know, you have Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell. Where I get a little area of concern is Kiki Kute and Ashton Dolan, that third wide receiver spot. I would like to see them to go out and get a wide receiver. I'm not saying in the first round because they don't have a first-round pick, I believe. Um, but maybe in the middle rounds, go get another wide receiver, kind of like a Michael Pittman, to uh, to help Matt Ryan settle in. Um, because, you know, that offense with Carson Wentz was just struggling. The defense was solid. Um, but the wide receiver position, I think that third wide receiver position, which is one of the most underrated positions in football, um, you need a good thought, third choice, I definitely think will be a good area for the Colts to look at. Yeah, I say they go for wide receiver as well. You got a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who Matt Ryan can rely on. But other than Pittman, and I mean, rarely Cam- – like Campbell stepped up in situations, but there's still an opportunity for you to get a high-level guy too. You could just – I mean, that's the draft. The draft is you're taking chances on these guys. You hope change your franchise like a Jamar Chase last year. So I say they go get a wide receiver. Um, I'm not saying they're going to get a guy like Jamar Chase. I'm just saying get a wide receiver, see where it goes, settle Matt Ryan in like you said. And worst case, you just rely on the run game of Jonathan Taylor once again, who led the league 
in rushing. The Titans. I think you got to go with a linebacker here. I really do. You got some veterans, Sonico Autry. Um, that's why she has a defensive line. I'm stupid. Harold Landry, <laughs> I was trying to say, and Bud Dupree. Um, but I think getting a young linebacker, maybe in that middle linebacker position or even right outside linebacker, uh, will be vital, especially with a lot of quarterbacks. Um, not necessarily in the division, um, but quarterbacks in general being more mobile in the pocket. Some of these older linebackers are not going to be able to catch up uh, to speed. Um, as you know, some of these other players. And so getting a good young linebacker will definitely be huge uh, for a very good Titans team moving forward. I say Titans, they could improve on defense. I think their defense also just needs to be healthy as well. But I'd say get another offense into your offensive lineman. If they've almost got their entire offensive line good to go, but if you add that one missing piece on top of arguably one of the most powerful guys in since the like literally since the new age of football like Derrick Henry is going to be able to succeed like beyond belief and he already has so I think if you get even another guy on the offensive line you're good to go so I say yeah offensive line for them for sure the Texans have a lot of issues on their team um they got rid of Deshaun Watson finally so that stigma can be off them but they definitely need some help I think you know wide receiver would be great but tight end I think is going to be even more huge you know, Rex Burkhead really kind of bursted out in the league once again um, and was running the football very effectively and going out and getting a good tight end, not only in the pass catching, but the run blocking is going to be vital. Brevin Jordan, um, Farrell Brown, and Anthony O'Claire, which before reading this podcast, I had no idea who those three guys are, the three tight ends um, on the roster. So maybe going out and getting more of a household name um, could definitely help. Maybe go find like a Kyle Pitts, and obviously Kyle Pitts is a different guy i'm just saying getting that idea to help set up that offense um we could also look at the defensive side um the safety the cornerback position the linebacker and even the defensive line so there's a lot of issues do not replace defensive tackle roy lopez though because that is my old high school's son or high school football coach's son so he's very good but other than that a lot of issues yeah texans another team that have major issues and even like a guy like mills who did have a pretty good, pretty good season for its first season. Um, I'm not going to say they need a quarterback because they might as well keep working with what they have. But I'd say, I mean, running back. Like, they've been banged up with the running backs right now. Um, they kind of have Devon, I mean, Dante Foreman. But it's like, I think if you get a young guy like Brees Hall maybe or even, um, or even Damian Pierce, that could definitely help them in the run game. And – some of these teams, like, even if you look at the Panthers, I mean, they haven't had CMC fully healthy. But, like, a team like the Panthers, who really weren't that great, they had an insane running back that they really relied on, um, can do – can really work wonders and kind of settle a quarterback in as well. So, I mean, they do need a lot of things. And I'd say the next thing would be somewhere on their defensive line. Um, but, yeah, I'd say, I'd say running back. Go find a running back because not a lot of teams need running backs right now or in desperate need of them. So I think they could land on a good one. The, uh, the Jaguars, another interesting team. They're getting better. Um, they do need some help. I think safety will be a big area of concern. Rasan Jenkins and Andrew Wingard, uh, strong safety and free safety respectively. 
you know, maybe go out and get another dude. Um, quarterback position, I think it's fine. I can improve Darius Williams, Shaquille Griffin, but I think safety is where they lack the most, especially looking at the defensive side. So I think if they could get a good safety, um, I'm not saying with their second overall pick, do not pick a safety, but maybe earlier in the second or third round, look at a guy, um, you know, in the draft, like a Kyle Hamilton, for example. Obviously, he'll probably be taken by that point, but something like that to help bolster that secondary. Yeah, for the Jags, um, I say their main thing, and they're going to get it, is there an, it's an edge rusher. They're going to get the best edge rusher in the draft within at one pick. But then, I mean, everyone knows that's going to happen. So then I'm going to go on to their second, like kind of the biggest need would say. I'd, I'd say they need another wide receiver. Now, I know they got Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, but Trevor Lawrence, I think, still needs like a, a big X-factor guy. And I don't think – Christian Kirk or Zay Jones is that person. And I think one of the wide receivers in this draft could easily be that person for Lawrence. Um, he needs some help with that wide receiver. Because you, if one year ago they did draft Trevor Lawrence with their number one pick, they're back again with their number one pick. So it's like they're going to get your edge rusher, and he'll make a difference for sure. But you've got to get another wide receiver for Lawrence. Because if you waste that kind of talent um, – and I know the coaching was also messed up last year too, but if you waste kind of talent like Trevor Lawrence, maybe he wasn't NFL ready, but I, I don't think um, you can waste a talent like his on not having good wide receivers. The uh, switching over to the NFC East, we're going to take a look at the Cowboys. I think defensive tackle is the biggest area of concern. Offense is great. Defense for the most part, especially the linebacker core is insane. Defensive tackle struggles a little bit. You got Carlos Watkins, uh, Tristan Hill, and Josiah Bronson. I think if you can go out and get a big interior defensive tackle, that'd be huge. There's a lot of good ones in the draft. Normally, especially in the first rounds, you don't really see um, these guys go off the board that quick. But I think there's going to be a good amount, at least surprisingly, um, surprising people about it. So I think if you can get a good solid guy like that, that would just help that defense of a line even more valuable in the defense in general. So I like a defensive tackle here for the Cowgirls. The Cowgirls? Well... The Cowgirls, um, they definitely could use a defensive tackle. And I think I'm going to just switch it up just to mix it up. Um, I'm going to say they need an offensive lineman, like one more. I know they already have a decent offensive line, but the guys get hurt. And I think you do need to get another guy in there that's a bit younger that can take the advice of some of these veteran guys on the offensive line and help out this dude, Zeke. Because if I see another bad season out of Zeke, I, I'm completely giving up hope in Ohio State's Ohio State's um, potential to ever have any good NFL players. You should have like, done that to in, begin with. In, in my life, I find it hard to see Ohio State players succeed or skill position guys to succeed in this in in this um this atmosphere of the NFL. So I'd say, yeah, go get another offensive lineman and see what can happen. The Eagles, I'm going to go with the safety. Um, I think Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris are just not going to cut it. Um, the defense, for the most part, is fine. There are some areas of concern, but the defense held their ground for the most part and helped Jalen Hurts um, stay off the field, which was huge. I think getting a strong safety in particular will be definitely be huge, um, especially going up against some of these you know, offenses like the Cowboys. I mean, they're going to have to face the Cowboys twice a year with that high prolific power offense. You're going to need a safety to come in there and step in the way uh, to pick off the ball. Um, you know, and, and help the Eagles win. So I think down the line, um, the safety will be the best move, especially strong safety. Uh, I think overall, like, the Eagles 
can get they can meet their needs with the amount of picks they have in the first round. How many picks do they have again? Will you check that for me? Yeah, I'll check. I'm it. I'm not 100 sure, but every time I looked at the draft board, it was just Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. So I think their first need um, is a dynamic cornerback or sa- I mean safety cornerback. I mean not the same thing, but the same thing. You need someone back there that can um, make a difference on these deep throws and just in the passing game, um, shutting down guys. And then they're going to be able to meet their second need, which is to get another wide receiver. And as hard as I have to say that, because they draft guys like Jalen Rager and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, um, they need to take another chance. And Devontae Smith was a good find, but nonetheless, he still wasn't that – I mean, he was good last year because he there was no one else in Philadelphia that could do good. So um, – I'd say get a wide receiver on top of that. But how many picks um do they have in the first round? They only have two, but they're two picks from trades, one from the Dolphins and one from the Saints. So kind of what you're talking okay. about with trading. I think they do have more picks in 2023 in the first round, um, and okay. they didn't have any to begin with. So two first-round okay. picks. But they're almost back-to-back. I think they're 15 and 18. So Yeah, yeah. so they are close together. So, yeah, I, um, I think for sure they can meet both those needs, but they do need to meet both of them nonetheless. Moving on to the Giants, I think this one's obvious. The offensive line has been atrocious ever since you know Saquon Barkley was on the team, or even before that, for that matter. The offensive line will help Saquon Barkley develop, as well as Daniel Jones, you know, and not Mike Lennon, um, who had one of the worst you know seasons or games. It was it was horrendous. The Giants were a mess. The coach was a mess. Everything about the Giants was a mess. But it all starts with the offensive line to help Daniel Jones and Mike Lennon. So we'll be seeing what they do there. I definitely think offensive line is huge. I'm going to go – I'm going to follow Sue here. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, offensive line too. They could use another edge edge rusher, but they do have what? They have the – let me double check. Fourth? They have the fifth, and they have the seventh because they got a trade from the Bears. Right. Picked. So I say they get an edge rusher and they get an O-tack or a O-tack old lineman. And we'll get into who I picked for that. But the Giants <laughs> could land on two very, very solid players and especially an edge rusher that I think is, I mean, game-changing for sure. The uh, Commanders, the Washington Commanders, new franchise, their first ever quarterback is Carson Wentz. They're on the right foot forward. Um, linebacker position, I think would help. Um, I think the defense for the most part is solid. The safety position also is kind of lacking Cameron curl, Bobby McCain, Derek Forrest, and Jeremy Reeves. Um, a couple areas there, you know, the linebacker safety, I think will be a big win. I think you definitely got to target the safety more. Um, and maybe get a solid linebacker down the line, but the defensive line, the edge rusher, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young look very good. So I think a uh, linebacker, but more importantly, a safety would be huge. I'm going to go for the Commanders, which I wish they were still called the Red Wolves. That would have been way better. Um, I'm going to say that you need an inside linebacker. I mean, I really wanted to say you need one, another wide receiver, but why waste a wide receiver on a team? Like, Why waste a higher draft pick on a receiver who's going to get quarterback? Now, Wentz, the last couple of years, really hasn't proved himself at all. Um, and I know he's been banged up from time to time, but it, we're, I just remember seeing – Wentz before he got injured on that Eagles team and it's hard for me to think of any other Wentz and just see his kind of almost downfall almost so I'd say don't waste on wide receiver get get some on the defense and I'd say get an inside linebacker 
Moving on to the AFC East division, the New England Patriots. This one's obvious in my mind. Weapons, weapons, weapons. Wide receiver, tight end. Hell, running back if you really need. As I said Zach Jones. Mac Jones, rather, because um, I was looking at the uh, Jets, Zach Wilson. Mac Jones um, definitely needs some options to throw to. I mean, you have some, but, I mean, if you look at some of these other teams, um, with the Steelers, for example, you know, they had Juju last year, but, you know, Claypool and Deontay Johnson alongside – Big Ben had weapons to throw to, and that's why he, you know, led the Steelers where they were last year. It wasn't because Big Ben was running through uh, tacklers, that was for sure. Um, but that's just an example of not having weapons. And the Patriots' defense has always been good at, under Belichick, in my opinion. So going out and getting weapons for Mac Jones will be huge. That's why I just put flat out weapons. Yeah, they need weapons. I think they could even use. Um, they they could use a lot of things. I'd say, yeah, I mean, receiver, I think they're not going to get a running back because it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's going to find these random guys that he can put in these skill positions, and they somehow end up working out. But I, nonetheless, I think you could still get a wider, like a high-level wide receiver in this draft um, that can make a difference and help with Matt Jones. Like, um, they, I think there's there's options for sure. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. Knowing the Patriots, they'll probably just end up taking a guard. Um, but we'll see. I, I'd say they need a lot of things, and I agree they do need weapons. But I'd, I'd say they just take a guard. I wouldn't be surprised. That was funny because that's the classic Bill Belichick moment right there. Let's take a guard in the first round. and We don't really need a guard. We can definitely get other weapons on the offensive side. That's a classic Bill Belichick moment right there. The uh, the New York Jets, a very interesting team. You know, they finished four and thirteen. I expect them to be at least a six win team this year. I really do. Um, I think they're going to be solid, and I think what will help um, with that is a is a cornerback position. DJ Reed, Brandon Eichels, Bryce Hall, um, Michael Carter the second. You get another solid option, or even a couple, um, and help that secondary, that young secondary, blossom and develop. You know, you got playmakers on the offensive side. I'm all young players. I really think the Jets could be a team to look out for, but they need help, especially in the secondary. Yeah, they need help in the secondary, but I think on the base level, they got guys on the D-line that can do enough. Um, But I think if they got an explosive pass rusher, I mean, linebacker, edge, I mean, whatever you want to call it, um, if they could get an explosive pass rusher, that could be really big for them. Just disrupting and just trying to create turnovers. Um, could go a long way for this Jets team. But I think also they could use a wide receiver as well on top of Corey Davis, which I don't even know if Corey Davis is on the Jets anymore. This is going to be a fun team to watch. The Miami Dolphins getting Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think, honestly, a running back position would be huge. They got Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin. Um, but, you know, honestly, without those three, I, I mean, I like Miles Gaskin somewhat. Raheem Mostert is always hurt, and I didn't really like Chase Edmonds. If you could get a solid running back like Brees Hall, who not only runs the ball effectively, but is a good pass catcher to help to a Tiger Viola um, and Teddy Bridgewater in case of an emergency, that will be vital for the Dolphins with this high, explosive, speedy offense. I think running back would be huge, an underrated position rather, too, because um, you got the weapons on the offensive side, but I think running back would be perfect. I'm going to say they do need help on offense, but I'm going to go with a center or even a lineman. You got a guy like there's nothing wrong with Chase Edmonds. There's nothing wrong with Raheem Mostert. If I see those two guys, I look at their offense is straight speed. Edmonds and Mostert are two of the faster running backs in the league. 
none. Let's not forget Tyreek Hill, who's literally the fastest wide receiver. Speed, speed, speed. Now you need to protect that speed, and you need to get them open holes. Get a top level inside line or inside old lineman. I'm saying specifically a center, and I think you're golden on offense. Well, now depending on how Tua does, hopefully he doesn't miss these wide open opportunities to um, Tyreek Hill, but. I think he can let it. He can start to let it go now. So um, I think Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds are good to go. But yeah, um, I'd say get a center. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills, not really much to work on here. I think adding a cornerback would be great. You do have Tre'Davious White, but I think that's really their only good quarter cornerback. Um, you have Saran Neal and Cam Lewis again, two people I've never heard of before doing the show. Um, so I think a cornerback position would be vital. You have a good secondary for the most part. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde in the back. Another quarter, cornerback to go up against some of these wide receivers in the NFL would be vital. Go out and get a guy in the first round, um, you know, or the first pick, um, and, and get a solid cornerback. I think that would help them tremendously. Yeah, I agree. Cornerback as well. Um, Tredavious White, I mean, still on the team, but he's still dealing with a knee injury, and um, he's not – I mean, his status for 2022 is definitely not clear yet. So – Get a um, another cornerback, and, and I think he'd be good to go. So yeah, Bills is like a good team, but I think they could benefit for a cornerback. The San Francisco 49ers moving on to the NFC West. I'm going to go with a wide receiver. Uh, Debo wants out, so let's say theoretically he's traded. You're left with Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray McLeod, and Juwan Jennings. I think if you get another wide receiver, I'm assuming Trey Lance will take the starting role. Um, next year if you go out and get another wide receiver um, whoever the quarterback is it doesn't really matter because those wide receivers um, with getting a solid one will help tremendously in the passing game and any NFL quarterback will be able to throw them the defense is phenomenal um, the line is phenomenal um, but I think the wide receiver position um, is definitely one of concern especially with Debo wanting out uh, I'm totally agree with you. everything you just said there I say um, wide receiver as well to help out Trey Lance. Moving on to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a very interesting team. It traded Russell Wilson. You know, I was going to say quarterback, but I think Drew Locke's going to be solid uh, for the Seahawks this year. I would like to them to go out and get a guy either on the offensive line or the tight end position. Um, you know, I do like Noah Fant, um, so I wouldn't focus too much there. But if you're running a two tight end system, um, which I expect them to run a little bit more of because, you know, the Seahawks um, have that phenomenal defense that were great with Marshawn Lynch running the football. If you have a solid backup tight end, that'd be huge, or even an offensive lineman because their offensive line is lacking a little bit. Um, and you can also, you know, look at a position like the defensive tackle position, which is lacking. So really you could go anywhere here. Um, I think the three main areas would be a backup tight end or, you know, not necessarily a backup tight end, but give Noah fans some time off or a running back two system a offensive lineman or a defensive tackle. Any of those three, I think you're fine. Preferably the offensive line or defensive tackle. I am going to say, I, I like what you're saying, but I'm going to say get a quarterback. I don't think Drew Locke is the guy to do anything for your team to, I mean, succeed in the league at all. And I've got a bold pick for the Seattle Seahawks who do have a top 10 draft pick. So we'll wait to get to that, but I say go get a QB. Moving on to the Rams, I put nothing, well, I mean, offensive line help. Like, they just won a Super Bowl. Um, so it's not like they need to go out and revamp their team or rebuild. Offense is good. Defense is good. Um, 
OBJ tore his ACL, correct? He did. So maybe you go no, out and pick a guy. Um, he'll, he'll be back for this year. I don't think he tore his ACL, actually. I have no idea. I'm not keeping up with the NFL at all. But I do think Odell could possibly be gone next year, but continue, sorry. He could be gone. No, you're fine. I was, I was trying to think in my head because I forgot to write this down as I was thinking about it because I was trying to think of the Rams. It's like, I mean, they could go for an offensive line. You got Whitworth, who's, I think, retired. And, you know, you have a lot of veteran old linemen. Go out and get a young guy or even on the defense uh, linebacker position for the most part. You know, obviously your secondary defensive line is great. You got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. There's really not much to fix. So I don't honestly know what the Rams are going to be looking at. Maybe they're looking at role players. Or there's just so, something when I'm looking at when I was looking at their depth chart and their roster rather that I just was missing because I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I think maybe the one thing that you would miss, and I think the thing that is my main need would be an edge rusher. You mean you lose Bond Miller, who I mean a veteran guy, but nonetheless still a position needed. Um, I'd say they go get an edge rusher. And that was actually one of the biggest – did we just say for the Bills the biggest need was – what did we say that their biggest need was? A cornerback? Okay. I Never mind. I, I figured out in my head. I said cornerback. Anyways, they've got Von Miller now the Bills do. So I'd say edge rusher for the Rams. But like you said, other than that, they're loaded. I think they will get rid of Odell. But they still have Allen Robinson, who they did pick up. People forget about that. And if they do somehow keep Odell – I don't even know who Stafford is going to throw to because they have so many options. They're going to have Cam Akers fully healthy back next year. And the Rams are the Rams. They're going to be um, top contenders next year for sure. Um, the Cardinals. This is an interesting team with Kyler's uncertainty. I feel like every week it changes. He's unhappy. He's happy. He's unhappy. He's happy. I'm going to go with a secondary or an offensive lineman, preferably, again, the guard position. I think either of those two will be very huge. Prolific offense, for the most part, pretty solid defense. I just think those two spots are the two weakest points on a Super Bowl-caliber team that can't seem to figure it out for some reason, and I have no idea why. Yeah, I've, I've kind of stopped giving up hope for them. The Cardinals, I mean, they don't <laughs> have um, – I just don't know what they're going to do here. They lost Kirk, which wasn't a huge – I mean, it was still a loss for sure, but nonetheless, you can refill that. Um, you got Rondale Moore now, too. Um, but I don't think Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins are enough. They definitely need to look at wide receiver, but I'd say their biggest um, their biggest need is on an edge rusher, a linebacker. They lost Chandler Jones to the Raiders, so go get yourself a linebacker. The uh, Chiefs, the offense is too solid. I don't even need to talk about that. Defense, I think linebackers where they lack the most. Secondary is pretty good, but a uh, linebacker position, definitely a lot of question marks. You know, I think they get a solid linebacker to help not only the run defense against teams um, like the Raiders or the Broncos, but a good pass defensive linebacker would be huge uh, for Kansas City to go back to the promised land. Yeah, I'm thinking this year the um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they need a new quarterback, honestly. I think they need to go draft. No, I'm kidding. Um, they got I agree. Patrick, they, yeah, they got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'd say for the Chiefs, go get um, – I'm going to say it again. I feel like I continuously am repeating myself. Get an edge rusher again. There's plenty of them out there this year. Um, or cornerback, one of the two. Get someone on defense. Your offense is fine. I know you lose Tyreek Hill, but nonetheless, you're still going to be okay, and I'm sure they'll go with draft a wide receiver too. You bring but, up a um, you bring up yeah. a good point with you know saying that you keep mentioning edge rushers and defensive players, but th- I think that's a the theme of this year's draft. 
because a lot of people focus on the offense. You need these firepower players. You need the quarterbacks. You need the wide receivers. You need the running backs. But in reality, you also need a good defense. And if a team is struggling on the defensive side, this is the draft to do it. There are so many great defensive players from linemen to cornerbacks to linebackers all over defense, defense, defense. This is going to be a defensive-minded draft compared to drafts previously. So very curious to see how many offensive players are actually picked. The Broncos, however, um, I'm going to go with tight end because you got Russell Wilson. You have a solid core, but Albert Ugunawabaham and Eric Tomlinson are not going to cut it at the tight end position. I'm sorry. Uh, you need to go ahead and get a solid tight end because Denver wants to run the football. Um, you know, they do have a new coach. I believe it's Nathaniel Hackett from the Packers. They do want to run the football. It's kind of what they do in Denver, run the football and play defense and kind of what Russell Wilson was familiar to, but you definitely need a tight end that's good at run blocking as well as pass catching. So I think tight end would be huge. I didn't even think about tight end. That's actually a really good point. I would say get another D lineman. I think Russell Wilson can work with the weapons he has. Uh, I mean, you look at Russell Wilson even last year. I know that they or even Russell Wilson in general, but he uses running backs and he, he utilized to the maximum possibility guys like Lockett and Metcalf. So, I say you're good with your wide receivers. Don't necessarily need a tight end. I say go look at defense. Get another defensive line. And like Niall just said, there's plenty of defensive linemen, and there's a lot of big, freakishly good guys. And a lot of them are from Georgia. Yes. I was When I was doing my research for uh, the podcast here, I didn't realize how many great players, not only defense, but offensive players, are coming out of Georgia this year. There is a reason, ladies and gentlemen, they won the national championship against Alabama and beat them twice. Um, so, yeah, moving on to the Raiders, I'm going to go with a cornerback. Rock Yesen, Trevon Muller, and Nate Hobbs are your three cornerbacks. You definitely need some help here. You did lose Carl Nassip, um, you know, Ben's best friend. So very curious to see where they go on the defensive side, but I think cornerback position is going to be huge. I agree, cornerback as well. They could – benefit I mean they could benefit from an old an old lineman too. Um but they're I mean their defense if you add another guy on top of what they already have, like their defense is really good between Crosby and Jones. I mean and you got already guys, but there has been rumors speculating that the Packers are looking to pursue Darren Waller. I know we're not even talking about tight ends, but that is just one little interesting tidbit that is happening right now and that could shake up a, t- a Raiders team that does look really promising right now. Moving on to the final team of this, cause it's been forever. We got the chargers. I'm going to go with a nose tackle or defensive tackle um, for the most part. And also a left defensive end would be huge. Jerry Tilly, Austin Johnson and Brandon Fohico are your defensive line slash nose tackle. Go out and get a solid guy to benefit Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, and now Khalil Mack. Um, in that linebacker, you know, defensive position. So I definitely think a nose tackler or defensive end will be huge. For the Chargers, I say go get an offensive lineman, maybe on the interior. Uh, simple as that. I think their defense looks really good right now between they got J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, Joey Boza, and Derwin James Jr. Those are four guys. Like if you have four top elite guys like that, you can live with some lower end guys on your defense. So, yeah, Chargers offensive line, 
But I told Niall when I was writing this, I'm like, dude, this is going to be a long script. And, I mean, we're in it for the long run. We're on to our second section now. And we can run through these quicker if you want to, but we're doing top five at each position. Yeah, so I was going to talk briefly about that. I'm going to go over the top five, or some of them are top three at each position, but I'm not going to break down every single one. I'm just going to pick a couple that stand out to me um, and definitely keep your eyes open. The quarterback position, however, I'm going to talk a little bit more. I think the best one is Malik Wilson coming out of Liberty. He's shown tremendous arm talent as well as versatility, which is huge. And in a really poor draft class, I think, in him and Matt Corral, both are the two top quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett was my number one quarterback to start the year. He just kind of fell off, as well as Carson Strong. Um, those guys, not saying they're not good quarterbacks, I just don't think they're going to be as good as they would be in the NFL. If there is a guy, though, that's a surprising from this list that I think was going to succeed is Carson Strong from Nevada. So I got Malik Wilson, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Carson Strong, and Sam Howell from North Carolina. Mine's a little different. I'm on a different end, and I'm going to say Kenny Pickett's my number one dude. Next is Malik Willis. Obviously, we've seen him, but even like we've mentioned, like it's just weird seeing the names and the teams up here that have these top quarterbacks. So Pickett, Willis, then I'm going to go with Howell from North Carolina at three, Ryder um, from Cincinnati at four, and then Corral at five. So really a weak job class in general, I think, I'd say maybe two would out of this draft class, if not only one, are going to be really successful. And I think those two would be Pickett and Willis. The uh, running back position, I think a little weaker. Um, I'm going to go over my top five briefly. Brees Hall, Ohio, Ohio State, Iowa State, um, Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M, Kenneth Walker the third, Michigan State, Samir White, Georgia, James Cook, Georgia. Two guys I really think from this list that will have impacts, you know, Brees Hall definitely I think is the number one um, running back for a lot of experts, including myself. Um, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm just saying, you know, through the uh, the draft process, I think Brees Hall will have the most potential as well as NFL career solid choice there. And then Kenneth Walker. The big thing I like about Kenneth Walker is obviously he plays at the Big Ten, um, but also is a very versatile player. He can play the wide receiver position, which makes him a great pass catcher out of the backfield. And the team that's looking for that, I definitely think will go out and get a guy like Kenneth Walker. Yeah, so I'm going to go quick here. I didn't know too much about these running backs, but um, the little research I had to do, I'm going to go Walker at one, Hall at two, Damian Pierce from Florida at three, James Cook, and then Zamir White, who are both from Georgia. I mean, right there, it already shows the Georgia trend that we're gonna. I'm going to at least set with my picks. But I think Kenneth Walker, who kind of reminds me, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, who went to Michigan State, and when Le'Veon Bell came out of college, he was a bigger type dude, and he was more of a power running back, and he turned like just like that into a skill, skinnier, um, more quicker, versatile running back. I think that can really happen with Kenneth Walker, who already has the physicality um, of a good running back, and then if you add you add the versatility and the kind of movement of these top running backs. And if he can be a pass catcher, I think he could be a top, top guy for sure. The wide receiver position. Very good this year. Um, my first is Chris Olave, Ohio state, Jamison Williams, Alabama, Garrett Wilson, Ohio state, Drake, London, USC, and George Pickens, Georgia. Obviously love uh, the Ohio state prodigies. They both look very good and had tremendous seasons. I think the sleeper in this one's going to be Drake London out of the university of Southern California. I think he's going to be in this draft class, the best 
in five to seven years down the line. Very versatile, very lengthy, um, very good pass catcher, which sounds stupid to say, but you talked about with players like Deontay Johnson who dropped the football very frequently. Um, Drake London like did not drop the football whatsoever. So having a reliable option is going to be huge. A very solid draft class in the wide receiver position, which is why I preach a lot of wide receiver pickups by NFL teams. Uh, yeah, this wide receiver draft class is really solid, and I know we can only touch on five. So mine is going to go Wilson at one, um, Jamison Williams from Bama at two, Drake London at three. I'm going to go George Pickens at four, and then Chris Olave at five. Now, I only put Chris Olave at five because he's a little smaller. And you've kind of seen where, like, these smaller wide receivers, like, they have success, but you to see the top guys – who have success in the league are these big dudes. And I think that now when you say Drake London, he can really succeed. He was 6'5", 210 pounds, just an absolute monster. So I think he could be really successful. And I think Jameson, Jameson Williams will be too. But I'm still going to put Wilson right now at the one. The tight end position, I'm gonna go, only going to go over three. I got Drake Dolchich, UCLA. Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina. Ride Colorado State. I think the biggest sleeper here is Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Just because where he's at in the school, obviously Coastal Carolina made that big run, um, you know, where they were like a top 15 team in the nation. But the thing I like about him is, you know, with the Coastal Carolina's offense, weird runny option offense, he's very good at the run blocking ability, which is what I wanted for a tight end, especially with a team like the Broncos. Um, and also a very good pass catcher. So I think he'll be the best tight end in this draft class. But Greg Dolchich, a big dude, UCLA, um, very solid choice as well. Uh, yeah, the three I'd pick, I'm going to go Trey McBride from Colorado State, um, Greg Dolchich from UCLA, like you said, and then I'm going to put Jelani Woods at my three. He's from Virginia. I just want to touch on him quickly. He is 6'7", 260 pounds. He's still developing as a wide receiver, but, like, he spent his first four years as a, just a blocking tight end, and now at Oklahoma State he played at, and then he just broke out at Virginia last season. So I think Jelani Woods, like, he's just, a like, an absolute athletic specimen. So I definitely like him. The uh, offensive line, um, I got three again. Ikem Ikwunu, uh, definitely did not say that right, NC State. Kenyon Green, Texas A&M, and my boy Tyler Lindenbaum from the University of Iowa. You know, Ikeem Iguanu, um, very, very big dude, very, very athletic for his size, and a very good running pass, pass uh, blocker, which is why a lot of experts have at that number one spot. And then Tyler Lindenbaum at the center position, I really like, you know, watching Iowa football all season. I got to see a lot of him. Very versatile and athletic. Um, the one area of concern I feel like some teams have is blocking capabilities. But I think, you know, as a coach in the NFL, especially if you have a good offensive line coach, that definitely can be fixed. But his versatileness and athleticness is definitely huge. Uh, so I like those three offensive linemen in the draft this year. I'll touch on five really quickly because I do want to mention Lindenbaum. Like, like you said, I do think he deserves a top five spot. So right now I'm going to put Akem Akuwanu. That's the best I can do from NC State. I think he's my number one guy on the offensive line. Then I'm going to go Evan Neal from Bama and Charles Cross from Mississippi State. And then I will put in Lindenbaum and then another guy I cannot pronounce the name to. So, yeah, really just four guys or four or five guys. So that's not really 
I mean, you can get offensive line. No one really knows offensive linemen unless you know the team. There's not really like, oh, that's standout offensive linemen. It's not the prettiest position, but it's part of the game of football, so you definitely need those guys. Um, The linebacker – I'm sorry, the defensive tackle slash edge or defensive line. Aiden Hutchinson, number one, that one's obvious. Kevon Thibodeau, Oregon, and then Trayvon Walker. Not much explanation there. Hutchinson and Thibodeau have been the two biggest guys in the draft since – the draft was originally announced, <laughs> like literally from day one, those were the top two picks and, and everybody thought of it too. Um, so those are definitely two dudes. I would not be surprised if both those dudes are picked in the top three, if not top two. Um, so very good. Like we mentioned defensive spots this year. Yeah. I, um, I originally had the five defenders for um, this segment, but yeah, Hutchinson at the one, Thibodeau at the two for me. And then for three, I'm going to – I mean, I would say Trayvon Walker too. But then I'd also say for interior defenders, I just two other mentions. So Walker is from Georgia, but then you have Jordan Davis from Georgia as well. And then you have Devontae Wyatt. And just to touch on Davis, I don't know. I mean, if you did watch a little bit of football, you saw Davis at some point. He's 360 pounds, 6'6". The dude is an absolute giant. So, like, I mean, he just his presence – on the D-line, it will just scare the crap out of offensive linemen. So he's a big dude, and I'm sure he'll develop. But, yeah, Georgia, once again, leading this draft and even especially more on defense. The uh, linebackers, I got Devin Lloyd from Utah, Nakobe Dean um, from Georgia, and Damon Clark from LSU. I feel like it's a little weaker on the linebacker position, the one spot on the defensive side that you know I really thought um, a lot of teams would, would like to pick up. But – now, Kobe Dean, don't sleep on him. Again, national champion. Um, that defense was so good for Georgia. So, so good, especially that linebacker um, position, um, which is why they had a lot of successes down the line. So I think his game from the uh, college football, you know, alongside a good coach and good defense will definitely help any NFL team down the line. Yeah, for my linebackers, I think, too, they, they weren't really super standout guys, but I had Devin Lloyd. I had Kobe Dean as well from Georgia. And then my third guy was Leo Chanel. He's from Wisconsin, and if you don't don't forget, like Wisconsin can produce some linebackers. Let's not forget T.J. Watt, oh, yeah. J.J. Watt, the studs right there. So they know what they're doing over there. I think he could be a guy that's not very well known right now, but before you know it, could be. And then even like a guy like Quay Walker, who was once again from Georgia, a lot of um, a lot of players like that. So. I definitely say look out for um, Chanel from Wisconsin. He could end up making a big impact early on. Cornerbacks, uh, Derek Stingley, LSU, Ahmad uh, Gardner, Cincinnati, Daxton Hill. He also can play safety from Michigan. I just put him at the cornerback to talk about him there. Kyler Gordon, Washington, and Trent McDuffie, Washington. The big one here is Daxton Hill, um, the durability. He can play cornerback, safety, pretty much anywhere in the secondary, effectively. Coming from a good defense in Michigan, I really think he's going to be one of the better cornerback slash safeties in this year's draft class. And also Derek Stingley at LSU, a, uh, a very – the thing with him too, which is why I put him at the number one, is potential, 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 potential. This guy can be a dude in five to seven years. I'm not saying he can be the next Jalen Ramsey, but he can be as influential and impactful as a Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I think Stingley gets overlooked because you really only look at his old film from a couple of years ago because he got hurt, and then he did miss the season this last season. So, But he's been guarding guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase from, and just great wide receivers from LSU when he was going up when they were national champions. So definitely 
look out for Sydney. Like, he's going to be a top guy. But I did put him on my two spot just because we only see his film. And I think even though that will hurt him personally and whatever contract he gets, I don't think he'll go as early as some of these other dudes. But I'd say Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. I'm putting him at one. Stingley at two. Uh, McDuffie from Washington, three. I'm going to put Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson um, at my four. And then um, your man from – or not your man, but the man from Michigan, Daxton Hill. So, yeah, those are my five. The uh, final position safety, just three, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, uh, Jaquan Brisker. I don't know why I was thinking like Waquan. Jaquan Brisker from Penn State and Jalen Pitchery from Baylor. The big one, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame. Uh, This guy potentially can be a top 10 pick in the draft. This guy, his talent is through the roof. Potential phenomenal, great team, uh, great fit for literally any NFL team. Uh, Yep, just my three here. I'm going to say Kyle Hamilton. Uh, Lewis Sinney from Georgia, and then Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. You kind of touched on those guys. I don't really have too much to say about them, but those are the safeties. Those are my top three. So let's get into this um, top ten mock draft. Let's do it. Uh, Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first for the first pick? Uh, I'd say my first pick, I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson. You can't can't pass up on a guy like him. He's – He's got talent, so I'm going to say Hutchinson at the one. I like Hutchinson at the one, too, at the Jaguars. There's a lot of potential for an offensive lineman, but I don't see you drafting an offensive lineman with the number one pick. When there's a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, you got to go out and get him. So I like Aiden Hutchinson there by the Jags, the number one pick. Yes. And then two, I know this is surprising, but I did say I do not like Jared Goff. And my top quarterback I put down was Kenny Pickett. Now, wow. do I think this is going to happen? I do not. I doubt this would happen, but I think the Lions would love. I think the Lions would love to have a guy like Penny, Kenny Pickett. That would be awesome. The one reason I would see that happening is if they traded up in the draft, like in the middle of the round. I just don't see them happening at happening at number two. Interesting choice here. I'm going to go with Thibodeau from Oregon, um, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think an edge rusher is going to be vital for that defensive line um, or the defense for the Detroit Lions. You're getting the two best guys in the draft, in Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. So I like Thibodeau here. If they were going to get a quarterback, I think they'd trade up in the middle round. Fair enough. I say for three, I'm going to go Sauce Gardner. He was my number one cornerback. Um, and now his name is not actually Sauce for people that are wondering. <laughs> It's a mod sauce, quote unquote, Gardner. Um, but yeah, I think Sauce Gardner at three. They do need a cornerback, and I think he's the guy to do it. He played great at Cincinnati last year. See, I like the Texans going out and getting an offensive lineman. That's why I have Akeem Nguaku from NC State filling in this role. But I would not be surprised if they go get a cornerback like Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I just think it'd be a better fit, and this is the best lineman in the draft. So I like Akeem Nguaku. For the Jets, I'm going to say they go and get a, a D lineman. I mean, I don't think you can pass up the D lineman here. And his name is Trevon Walker. Um, I think they're going to add that D line. He's a big guy, and you could possibly um, get him moving around a little bit. So I think, yeah, for the four, I'm going to say Trevon Walker. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley, cornerback LSU. I think a cornerback will be huge for the Jets. And as this is my number one cornerback in the draft, I think it would be perfect fit for the New York Jets. Now for 
The Giants at five, I'm going to go with their offensive linemen. Now, this is all in hypothetical situation. I mean, the Panthers aren't a team that are going to go get a – and at least in my position, in my perspective, thinking that they're going to get Baker Mayfield, they're not going to go and just – I don't think they're just going to go get an, a, um, an edge rusher. So I just don't think the Panthers will do that. So I'm going to go Giants with um, – Akim and Akwanu. <laughs> I cannot speak. I'm so sorry if you ever even listen to this. Akim Owaku. Probably not. But anyways, I messed that up. That's my five pick. The Giants. I'm going to go with an offensive lineman from Texas A&M, Kenyon Green. I think this is huge. They need to go. You know, they have a fifth and seventh pick. They need to go with an offensive lineman at either or. If there's you know a good amount still available, maybe you gamble and wait to the seventh. But I think you have to go out and get a solid guy. And this is one of the best linemen in the draft. So I think Kenyon Green will fit perfectly perfectly with the Giants. Yep. So I think we both agree there on the offensive lineman for the Giants. Now considering they got, I think that the Giants take Nwaku. And they get the best guy. I think the next best guy available is Evan Neal from Bama. So I think the Panthers get him. And my thought process is that they already or they're planning to either acquire Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo in that process. So that's what I do with my sixth pick. The Panthers, this might be a surprise, but I have them drafting a quarterback. If not, um, I think this would be the biggest surprise of the night. If they they don't draft a quarterback here, I think a team trades up thinking that the Panthers are going to take a quarterback. And I think Malik Wilson from Liberty will be the first quarterback taken off the board at the sixth spot here, whether it's with the Panthers or with a different team. Uh, For example, the Lions. That's fair enough. Um, And then seven, I'm going to go Thibodeau. Now, I think Thibodeau is way higher up and I could totally see him getting drafted to the Lions. I just wanted to be a little interesting, mix it up with the picket um, pick, but Kayvon Thibodeau definitely a big time player and if the Giants can get him they could be in business as long as Daniel Jones does a little better and Saquon actually stays healthy. I'm going to go um, with Trayvon Walker, defense end from Georgia. You know, for their first pick, I have them going with a line, offensive lineman. I think a defensive lineman on the flip side would be huge. It wouldn't also blow past me if they go for another offensive lineman, but that's taking two great offensive linemen in the first round with a lot of high, re- high risk, high risk, high reward. So I have them going Trayvon Walker, defense end Georgia. And for the Falcons, I say we did touch they needed a wide receiver. And – I think they I mean they could go get a quarterback too if they don't trust Marks Merida. If you see, I could, and then if that were the case or this mock draft for me, that would mean Malik Willis would go to the Falcons. Who knows? He's the next Michael Vick. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but never know. I think they're going to go and get Garrett Wilson. He's a matchup nightmare and um, OSU representative. He may be a bust like all the Ohio State players, but for now he's a top notch guy. So. I'd say Malik Willis, or not Malik Willis. I'd say Garrett Wilson. Um, I'm gonna go in the same spot with the Falcons and say wide receiver. I'm just gonna go with Chris Olave, the other counterpart for Ohio State. I mentioned they need a wide receiver, so they're gonna go go out and get one. I think it'll be one of the two Ohio State. I like Chris Olave better in this Falcon system. I think he'll mesh well with them and uh, help them win games down the line. For my nine pick. Now, this is all – this is like I think my top 10 mock draft would be so interesting if it actually happened. I say to get Malik Willis. Like, you get Malik Willis. I just don't think the Seahawks 
And I don't think they can keep Metcalf or Lockett. They will definitely will not keep Metcalf if Drew Lockett stays the quarterback. Metcalf is in his prime, or, I mean, he could be great for a long time. But right now he's in support, I mean, pretty much his prime. You can't waste it. You can't waste that guy's talent with a guy like Drew Lock. I think Malik Willis could be great. He's a, he's a definitely a mobile guy. He's um, He can throw it on the field. He can let it rip. So I think Malik Willis, that would be such a great fit if he did end up dropping, thinking that the Panthers don't um, either get another quarterback or the Lions don't either, but um, or they get Malik Willis. But nonetheless, I think if Malik Willis were to go to Seattle, that would be very interesting. For my nine pick, I'm going to have a, a little mix-up here. I'm going to go with a trade. The Pittsburgh Steelers trade up at the nine pick and pick Matt Corral as their franchise quarterback from Ole Miss at the nine spot here. The Seahawks move down to whatever pick the Steelers have. And, uh, yeah, I think the Steelers move up in the nine spot and pick Matt Corral. I'm saying it, Betty. I think they do. I wouldn't love nothing more than for the Steelers to pick up a quarterback. Now, I'd love for it to be Pickett. Now, whether he's there or not, I do not know, or what they end up giving up. But I would love to see them get a guy in the draft, like a big, a bigger guy in this draft. Because Ben Roethlisberger, he was, he was known when he got drafted, but he still wasn't like a top, top prospect. And I kind of get the same vibes now. So that does get me excited. I'm definitely cheesing right now. But um, yeah, nine pick. You never know what happens. I think the Steelers. I wish the Steelers would get somebody else, but I do think they're going to get a quarterback, whether that's a trade-up or they wait and just try to get somebody. But I do think they're going to have to trade up to get a top a top quarterback in this draft. And then for my 10 pick, I'm going to pick Jamison Williams from Alabama. Uh, the Jets need, in my perspective, on top of who did I say I had him at? I picked him at the four. I picked, they picked Javon Walker. So they already got their defensive player, and I picked your offensive player. You get Corey Davis, a guy that's already super tall, super healthy. He'll be healthy next year. He's a big-time player. And then you had Jameson Williams, who I think – I mean, Drake London – I think Drake London and Jameson Williams will be the – end up being the best two wide receivers. I mean, obviously, I think Wilson and Olave will still be good. But, like, um, Williams, I think he's super explosive, super quick, and he just I – th- I think he could be really effective in the league as well. So, I'd say that is my 10 pick. Great minds think alike, Benny, because my 10 pick is Jamison Williams from Alabama as well. I think the Jets need to go with the wide receiver here. And with the wide receivers potentially being taken off the board, I think this is the best option. And honestly, a really solid player uh, for Alabama here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have concluded the NFL Draft 2022 preview show. It was a long show, but it was so worth it. You do not know the scrambling that it took uh, to get this show together. Um, you know, Benny had a lot of issues because he's special. So, you know, we give him the benefit of the doubt most of the time, but we still got through it. Um, we did it. You know, we said, you know, we were thinking about scratching this whole thing together. We did it. We provided. Hopefully you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you, uh, you know, like, share, whatever you guys do. Make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at the Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value I know you do not want to miss. Benny, any final words before we head off uh, for good? Uh, no, I love Niles' little segment there at the end. My <laughs> Wi-Fi was gone today. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm having stupid relationship stuff going on so you know it's just like lots of things going on tonight and my thing was like you know why am i even doing a podcast right now 
But it's the draft. It's the NFL. And I'm sorry, but the NFL takes priority over school, over sports. Like, it's it just NFL right. is the NFL. I don't care. But that's all I'm doing Sundays. Yep. And when it comes to the draft, that's all I'm, like, I'm, all I'm looking for. So I'm glad we got together for this one. I'm sure we can get a draft. I don't even know what you call it. Draft conclusion show? I don't Post-game know. Game show. Post-game we'll figure out something in the road. We'll, we'll figure out something in the works. Week, no doubt. I'm done school. Thank the Lord. <laughs> and um, everybody, wish Niall a great end of the season here. I know he's got back issues, but great end of the season here for baseball. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Thank you, Benny. We have three games left. We have to sweep this week to make playoffs. So it's a it's a lot on the, the table. So I definitely appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you guys, the fans as well, for listening to another episode because I wouldn't want to spend an hour and 21 minutes anywhere else um, in the world. You know, definitely not MLB The Show or Madden that, you know, video games. Yay. But no, I'm just kidding. Hopefully you guys did enjoy it. You guys stay safe and we'll talk to you guys in the next show. Until next time, it is your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, signing out. Peace. Take care. We'll talk to you guys later. Adios.